You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. You've had a long day at work, and you can't wait to just get home, take off your shoes, plop yourself down in your favorite chair, and relax. Ah. You walk up to your tranquil residential home and your neatly manicured lawn in your quiet suburban neighborhood, put the key in the lock, open the door, and... Yes, the pets have gone wild! What were you thinking? Welcome to the show about everything you always wanted to know about exotic pets. Where to get them, what to feed them, and how to care for them. You'll even find out why some people live with a monkey. Now, here's your host, exotic pet expert and author, Bob Tart. Hey, Bob, what were you thinking? Hi, welcome to What Were You Thinking? I'm Bob Tart, author of Enslaved by Ducks, and my latest book, Fall Weather, which I'm pleased to say was recently featured as an under-the-radar book choice on NPR's Morning Edition by librarian Nancy Pearl. So I'm very happy about that. This week, the subject of our show is chinchillas. And Linda is talking to Elaine Campbell, who lives in Southern California, and she's going to tell us about her pet chinchilla, Danny Boy, after this potentially important word from a sponsor. What Were You Thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. That's it. You're madder than a junkyard dog, and you're not going to take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander is up, and you've got a definite bone to pick. Join us each week on Pet Peeves, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Amy Shojai, will talk about what makes you howl and what hisses you off. Pet Peeves, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggy's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and Fido Friendly hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, Fido Friendly's the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. It's time to start scratching for donations for the Humane Society of Broward County's Walk for the Animals presented by VCA Animal Hospitals. The walk is Saturday, March 1st at Esplanade Park in downtown Fort Lauderdale. You'll need a registration form, so stop by any VCA Animal Hospital, IHOP, the Museum of Discovery and Science, or the Humane Society. This event is also brought to you by Big 105.9, Comcast, Purina One, PetLifeRadio.com, Tidy Cats, and The Herald. Call 954-266-6817 or log on to walk the number four theanimals.com for more details. See you there. Hey, 
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys... Oh, in my car! Oh, okay, well, I go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. Hi, Elaine. Hi, Amanda. Hi. I've been looking forward to hearing about chinchillas because I don't know hardly anything about them. I always thought they might be fun to have, but I never had a friend that had one or anything. They're so, absolutely wonderful. So how long have you had your chinchillas? Have you got one or more than one? I've had three, but this is my third one, and I've had them five years. Oh, okay. I'm doing better because, as you know... Beginners make beginners' mistakes. Oh, that's it. Now, where did you get them from? A pet store or where? Bets. We have one pet store here in the desert who sells chinchillas. Uh, they go on sale when they're about a year old. Oh, oh, when they're about a year old. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, do they look kind of like? Or describe what they look like. Oh, they're rectangular in shape. Uh, they actually remind me of just cuddly little teddy bears. They don't look like rabbits, kind of with small ears, or not. They have fairly small ears, and uh, let me see. They have a, a, a round uh, nose. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's hard. To what color are they? Oh, they're the the only. There are many colors, but the only a color that hasn't developed through breeding is what's called the standard gray. And actually, it's a very beautiful blue gray. Oh. So yeah, that I didn't know that. For some reason, I thought they were brown. But uh, oh, well, they do have other colors. But as I say, this is the only natural color. Now, Bob tells me that you said your chinchilla has this kind of voice that almost sounds like talking. Oh yes, they have, <laughs> they have a tremendous uh, variety of sounds and range. What do they? What do they say? I mean, what kind of sounds do they make? Very, very close to human speech. Really? Uh, oh yes, and as I say, I've read. Um, in, I think, one of these magazines, like something they call Critters, where someone actually did teach her chinchilla to talk. However, uh, Ingrid Larson, who has the greatest website there is in existence for chin owners called chinworld.com, she says she's never heard of such a thing, and she's quite an expert. Well... So I've decided what I'm going to do, I'm going to test it. I'm, I give my uh, Senegal parrot lessons about 15 minutes before his bedtime. I'm going to invite my Chin Danny boy to join us. <laughs> I'm going to keep this up for about six months, and then we will know definitively. That's right. You can send a tape to that lady to say, yes, see? See, he does talk. <laughs> what kind of, what's like a couple of sounds that they would make? Like a squealy sound, or? They make uh, certain sounds when they're babies, which, of course, I've never heard because, um, I haven't had one as a baby. One is a pleasure sound. Uh-huh. One is a dreaming sound. Uh-huh. And then the one that I get, because Danny's five now, is they, they, uh, they have periods, I would almost call it as existential anxiety. It's a combination, I feel, of loneliness and anxiety, maybe a feeling of isolation. And they will make a sound that's kind of a loud hooting, like that of an owl, but a little bit of screeching involved, too. Really? And uh, would they... Staccato, staccato, and it's over and over again. 
And usually sure. I will go to its cage, and of course that will calm him immediately. But if I'm in deep sleep, uh. because he sleeps in the master bedroom on a table too, oh. um, I'm just not able to run over to his. What I do is I begin immediately on cue to sing uh, Rockabye Baby. <laughs> Would he do it more in the evening or like in the uh, evening or in the morning? Have you ever noticed? Often in the middle of the night. Middle of the night. Occasionally, occasionally during the day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I wonder if he does it when he wants out of his cage. I, no, I don't think he wants out. I think he just feels alone. Like... Uh, He's just feeling lonely. He's been, yes, I think it is normal. Well, do you think that's why wolves howl like that, you know, when they howl at the moon? Do you think that's like loneliness or just a bonding thing with the... That's a very interesting question. I'm not, I don't really know. But okay. how long do the chinchillas live? How many, approximately, how long would they live? Oh, uh, the lifespan is supposedly between 15 and 20 years. That many years? You have to take very, very good care of them. They're very, very fragile. Oh, my. Now, what do they eat? Tell us what the typical diet of a chinchilla would be. Well, I have a, a, a schedule made up, and I can tell you. Uh, first of all, they're on a hay-based pallet. Mm -hmm. Again, chinwill.com. Um, any quality product you're going to find there. In the, if you just buy uh, stuff for them in a pet store, you're not going to get the best. Really? No, not at all. It's not enough protein or just not fresh enough or what? No, it, it's just not quality in, in every every way you could name it. Most of it, no. Do you order it off the of Internet? I certainly do. Okay. Uh, okay, well, we alternate uh, besides the pellet. We have shredded wheat. Mm -hmm. uh, and the next night you'll have uh, an oat, oat blend. Oat what? Uh, oat what? Oat, uh, rolled oats. Like with, like what you'd make oatmeal with. Yeah, but this is a special, again, a special special blend because it also has groats in it. Oh, okay. That would have uh, good protein rose probably. Hi rose hips. Really? Yeah. For vitamin C? Vitamin C. They love a horse cookie, which he gets once a week. Huh. And then um, they love a dried, dried apple. I've only had one chin who would eat fresh fruit. So, but dried apple is a real treat. How about greens? Uh, no, you're not supposed to give them greens. That's okay. not a good thing. No. Okay. Uh, the only... Uh, Are they uh, prone towards digestive problems like my rabbit and some of our rabbits? You have to be careful what you give them. They'll get digested. Do they have two stomachs like a rabbit does? Well, you know, I, I don't think they have two stomachs. Okay. I know that they cannot... What is it? They cannot vomit. That's an odd thing. Uh-huh. I don't think rabbits can either. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe somebody out there can clarify that, but I don't think rabbits can either. Now, the creme de la creme for them is a raisin. Really? They love raisins. Well, so you give them just very occasionally or maybe once a day? Uh, he gets one raisin uh, a week because they are fattening. Oh. He gets a half an almond once a week, of course, organic and prim and natural. And then they have to have a, a chew stick so their teeth don't get overgrown. Like a, any rodent. An apple, um, an apple tree twig is great. Okay. You can get, a, you can get the wood blocks. Now, you, that you can buy at the pet store. Mm -hmm. so, and then they have to have hay, a little hay uh, every night. And that is Timothy hay, and I usually add a little oat hay as well. That's what I give my rabbit is Timothy hay. That's very good for them. And then they love um, spaghetti. 
spaghetti. Dried spaghetti. I gave him, uh, let me see, twice a week, I gave him three uh, pieces of spaghetti, each one about uh, an inch and a quarter long, and they love dried spaghetti. I would have never thought of that. Now, where did you get the idea to give them that? Ingrid Larson, uh, she and her husband Charles have their website, chinworld.com, and they, they know just about everything there is to know about chins. Okay. I think are really their world. Uh-huh. I'll be darned. So they like yeah. a lot of different things. Oh, now, yeah. like rabbits, you're not supposed to have in drafts or don't feed oh, them. That's, that's one way you can lose your chin real quick. Okay, so they're like a rabbit like that. You yeah, cannot put like them in a draft. And if you if you have the room above 80 degrees, they can go into heat stroke. Oh, well, rabbits are like that too. Rabbits cannot have too much heat. Is that right? Mm-hmm. No. Yes. They would pant, or they would just get sick. Yep. Mm-hmm. Your first rabbit was Binky, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Little Binky. He was a dwarf Dutch. Um, now, um, Bob told me that you have a story about an opossum that got on the roof of your apartment building, and then. I fed and befriended a, uh, a, a possum when I lived in the city of Pasadena, California. I lived in an old historical house in an apartment. And uh, the, the building was on a dais, and I realized that something was sitting underneath my apartment. One night I came out my back door, and it was about four or five steps down, and I saw the possum sitting there just looking at me very nonchalantly. Well, we hit up a friendship, and we... Uh, we knew each other for about a year. Oh, I didn't know that, that you knew him beforehand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay. About a year, and especially when I began to give him uh, his nighttime meal around 11, 12 at night. I put a dish of food out for him. Oh, no wonder he hung around <laughs> as your little friend. Their favorite uh, food is persimmons. They're crazy about persimmons. Persimmons? Is that something that grows in California, I take it? I, I don't know where they grow, but we can find them in the market. Uh-huh. Uh, well, you spoil your critters, don't you? <laughs> Give them the best. Why not? I know it. They like it. They like it. They why like not? it, and, and they're worth it. Oh, yeah. Well, I, it's the pleasure that to, to see them happy like that. That's the word for it. So now, how did he get, I understand they got, how did he get on the roof of your building? Well, they're very, they're very inquisitive, just like uh uh, chinchillas are. I have no idea how he got Because there. I've never heard of a possum climbing. Have you? He got up there. He got up there about midnight. I heard this terrible crash in the back. And across the hallway from me lived my landlord and his wife who retired early. But I knew that was going to wake them up. Oh, my goodness. And they would not have taken too kindly to um, a possum in the yard. <laughs> no. I knew that very well. <laughs> I'm glad you stay up late and that you were able to take care of it. So what did, well, what did you do? out, and there he was on the ground, a little bit of a daze. Oh. And I thought, well, I've got to get him out of here because he'll get discovered. So I picked yeah. him up, and I carried him through my apartment out into the front yard. Did he try to nip you? Not at all. He, in fact, I think he was very relieved and, and grateful. To get out of there. Very, very sweet. I put him in the front yard where I knew he wouldn't be discovered. And uh, the next night, he was sitting there waiting for his food. Oh, no harm done. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Is there a trellis on the side of your apartment building that he could have climbed? There was a stairway to the upper floor, which was was two stories. But how he actually got onto the roof, I do not know. That is so goofy, isn't it? I'm so glad he's okay. My other question is, is, do you ever see him anymore? 
Or was this no, years ago? I moved to, to the desert. Oh, okay. This was before you he moved. Left before I did. He came with, well, after, uh, when it became springtime, he came, he had found a mate, and he brought his mate over. And, really? Uh, well, they also got, uh, see this green grapes, hard-boiled eggs, of course, no shell and quartered, please. Oh. And on holidays, we would have, you would have big chicken, which they absolutely loved. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he brought a mate. And he brought the mate over, probably to show you, because you were nice to him, and he was proud. And yeah. Isn't and this one night I went out, and there they, he and his mate were about six yards away, and there was a little tiny baby possum in the <gasps> dish. I mean, so tiny, just, oh, extremely tiny. And, oh, my goodness. It's on the second step. I was afraid it would fall out. Oh, my stuff. gosh. I'm just going to let them take care of this, you know. Oh, my I goodness. And they did. He was gone. He was gone. An hour. And uh, I never saw the baby again. He, they, but did you see the adults again? I did, but at the end of the uh, beginning of summer the following year, they disappeared. And I understand from my reading that they are nomadic. And even though they were getting the best of nibs and everything, I think they had a need to move on. Uh-huh. And they only live a couple of years, actually, in, in most places. So eh, they don't live a real long time. Maybe the baby was in the pouch because I think they care. Or do they carry him on their back? I can't remember. That's kangaroos. Uh, they're marsupial. They're marsupial. Yeah, they, uh, they would have carried them. Don't they carry him in a pouch? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah they're like a kangaroo. So okay. probably just didn't see it because it was inside the pouch. So uh, that's a possibility. Yeah. A possibility. Um, so this now this is your third chinchilla. Well, I forgot to ask. It's a boy, right? Yes. His name is Danny Boy after the Irish song. Danny Boy. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Now, do you let him out to walk around like the living room or the dining room or anything? Uh, because I have cats and dogs, I let him out in a controlled environment. Oh, I don't blame you. A large bathroom, which is carpeted. And then there's an enormous shower with ledges. And since they're wonderful jumpers, they can jump up to five feet. Oh, my. And they love to bounce off walls. <laughs> you mean they kind of like run up to it and bounce off of it? Uh, they run up, they leap, and they bounce off the height of, uh, of, of what they've uh, what they hit. But it's not they don't hit, hit it low. Yeah. They hit it after they've leapt. Then they come on down. Oh, how funny! You do it. You think they do it for like entertainment or just because they feel good? Oh, it's just wonderful fun. <laughs> they like to do that. Oh yeah. Oh, funny. We'll be right back with Elaine Campbell to hear more about chinchillas after this potentially important word from a sponsor. What were you thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. Want to know what cats like to eat for breakfast? Mice Krispies, of course. Learn everything there is to know about cats on Catitude with your host, Tom Doc. Each week, we'll spotlight a cool cat breed, give up-to-date advice on cat health, and check out spiffy new cat products. So curl up on the couch every week for a perfectly enjoyable time on Catitude. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Three, 
things, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No. To my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys... Ow! In my car! Oh, okay, well, I go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. Hi, I'm Bob Tart. Welcome back to What Were You Thinking? And now we return to Linda's phone conversation with Elaine Campbell. Um, so, yeah, but he sleeps in your bedroom. You said. His cage is okay. in the bedroom? His cage, and in his cage he has a very, very large wheel. It's a stainless steel. The uh, I found that wire wheels are quite dangerous for them, although many companies do sell them for chinchillas, but I would tell anyone to avoid them. And it's, it is a wheel made with what then? A stainless steel. A stainless steel. They need a solid wheel. Uh-huh. Oh, a solid one. Okay, because they could get their little feet caught in it or something if it was. Yes, I had uh, my my second chin lost uh, his toes of one foot on a wheel, oh. and I had my first chin on that wheel for five years, and there was no accidents or anything. Oh, be darned! But he, he managed. He did keep his his foot pads, so there was no problem at all in locomotion. He didn't he didn't experience any pain. No. Well, how would no? Would you describe? I know all animals have different personality. Would would you think there was very much difference between the person? Did you notice a difference in personality between each of the three that you've had? They're very very different. Really? Um, let's say my first chin was very hearty, and he was he was uh, quite an extrovert, and he loved people. He would he loved visitors. He loved people. Mm-hmm. The second chin was quite the opposite. He was frail from the get go. Huh. He was more of an introvert, um, very gentle, quiet. Um, almost, I felt very protective towards him because he was, I seemed much more fragile. Aww. And the third, the, uh, Danny boy, whom I have now, he's kind of in between. He's like an ambivert. He's very pensive. He's like a pensive chin. You know, they're very intelligent. And their hearing is as acute as, almost as a human being. They hear everything. Listen very, very closely to, to all sounds. Uh, he, he's, I would say, he's between fragile and hearty. He's not fragile, but he's not real strong. Well, but he, he has that power of endurance. I think he may, I may be able to hold on to it for quite a while. Oh, I'm glad. I've learned it's awfully important to give them the Petromalt that's made for rabbits. What's it called? Petromalt. What is that? Made for, they have Petromalt for cats. It, it, um, it's something that they. He, he, he licks it right off of the tube, and it's to uh, get rid of hairballs. 
Oh, okay. Hair bows. Yes, you have to worry about that with rabbits too. Yeah, because they groom them. And cats. And I've had trouble with hair bows and rabbits before. Have you really? Oh, yes. With there are certain rabbits. My New Zealand rabbit, um, Frida. That's just that's a terrible problem. They groom their they their fur sloughs off all the time. Now, does the chinchillas shed quite a bit? No, they groom themselves. But I have to, I do groom him. There's a whole procedure that you go through about once every three months with special tools for them, and uh, it takes about 20 minutes. They're, they're, he, that's one thing he doesn't particularly take to. However, when mm -hmm. I finish grooming him, he's just you think he's just been to the beauty parlor. He's oh my! Thrilled. Really resplendent. Yeah. So you don't have to because like my rabbit, I brush him every night. But you just you wouldn't have to do that with this kind of animal. No, no. Once every three months is what I do. Uh -huh. At a time when they are, do they molt or, you know, there's just a certain time when they shed and that's when you I do it? I have, personally have not seen any shedding. Oh, but that's when, nice. When you groom them, the, the, the point of the grooming is that their hair actually, their fur actually dies. So you want to take out the dead hair mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and leave the, uh, the new hair. You see, they take the dust, they also have to have dust baths twice a week. That's very important. Where would they get that? You just take them outside? And to, you know? No, no. Um, it's in a special plastic house that you get at a pet store. And then from Chin World, I send for the special, very, very fine sand and just put it in the cage and they just run right to it, oh. go into the house and start turning somersaults <laughs> sideways. Right? Oh, my so goodness. Right and do a full turn and then the left and they'll do a full turn. Oh, my goodness. I understand, I understand they'll even let you know if they want to take it back because they'll just do a somersault in their cage. Oh, trying to tell you. They tell you. And they what do you think the purpose of that is? I know, like with chickens, it's because they're trying to, you know, to keep mites down and so on and so forth. But with a chinchilla, I don't know. This is what they did. They do in their natural habitat, which is the Andes. And um, the reason that they do that is because they get the, mo the moisture out of their coat. Oh. Uh, that's actually what, what the uh, ultimate purpose of it is. Oh, okay, because it probably in the evenings or whatever it gets dampish and they're, instead of shaking, they kind of roll it or roll it or something off. I'll be done. Well, in the Andes, the, it, their coats get matted by sebaceous fluids, and so they keep their, this is one reason, oh, that they secrete to keep the skin from getting too dry. Uh -huh. So then taking this dust bath in the volcanic ash gets rid of the, the fluids. Oh, and this is a fluid that they excrete from their skin. Yeah, in the, in the Andes. Now, he, he doesn't secrete any fluids here. Right, but they have sort of a genetic thing to do that, probably. Yeah, they do. It's just the whole pattern is, is in, ingrained. The whole, what, the pattern. The pattern of the... Uh, right, uh, the behavior. The behavior. Right. Well, it's just, you must like them. If you had three of them, that's something that you just think they're nice. Oh, no, they're not just nice. I mean, they're charming. They're very, very sweet. Can you hold them? Uh, they don't like to be held um, too much, but if, if I take them, carry them, you carry them close to your chest so they feel secure. Uh-huh. And you can pet them? Not petting per se, but they like to be scratched behind the ears oh. and back of the neck. And um, I studied at one time Swedish massage, so I used a little of that technique on the, uh, the brow. I, I go from the front to the back and press firmly, and he likes that very much. Well. But to actually pet him over his entire body, 
I think I would have a, a leaping running chinchilla. He'd get agitated. I don't think he would take that. <laughs> they sound like they're a charming little pet. What are your other, um, your, what else do you think you've got? A, did you say a dog and what else? Oh, I have a, a couple dogs, a couple cats. Do they ever go in there and look at him? A Senegal parrot. At first, when I first got him, they were quite curious, but now they pretty much ignore him. Yeah. How about in the parrot? The parrot's probably not anywhere near where he is. So. Uh, the parrot's down in the guest bedroom on the other side of the house. But as I say, they're going to meet shortly when they have uh, joint talking lessons. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I I would love to hear the sounds he makes. You'll have to send us a tape of the sounds that uh, he he makes. I would like to hear it. I'll be glad to do that. And you say they make several sounds and in more you said certain times a day that well no that's that one sound it makes in the middle of the night but the other sounds it makes it makes at certain times of the day or just when it's trying to talk to you or only sound that he makes now is the the sound of alarm now i have heard them make a clicking sound uh when i had uh, for a short time i had two in adjacent case cages and they would make a clicking sound to one another so a little communication yeah so you you um so you had two at a time. The other two you had uh, very very short, very very uh, not very long. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because the second one found a home. Mm -hmm. He wasn't with me very long. Uh -huh. Well, you sound like a wonderful pet owner. You just are so careful and want to give them just the best possible life and feed them the most wonderful foods. And you're very uh, cautious and careful with your pets. I can tell. I do my best, but you know, you never feel like you know enough. It doesn't. It always seem like that. It, it does. I know. It's it's frustrating it's, because you know you. It's always some new little thing you find out about pets. I it know. seems like it, it never ends. And but, oh my goodness, I should have been doing that. Yeah, like I didn't know this about them. That's right. That's oh, so they like kind of a warm room, generally. It would be warm out in California all the time, So, but you probably you don't want it to be too warm. So, like no, around. You can't go above 80 because they could go into a heat stroke. I keep around. I'm, I need uh, warmth. Uh, I keep it around 70, 77. Oh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And that's pretty warm. Well, for you, it would be. But <laughs> you like to be warm. Uh huh. So you don't have the air conditioning in his room. Oh yeah, yeah. You have to have it here in the summer because we go up to 110. Oh, that's right. It gets 110 in it's California. A dry, it's a dry heat too. It's because we're in the desert. Yes. Well, he was lucky to find you. Let's put it that way. And uh, yes, I was lucky to find you. Uh huh. Well, I hope people out there will consider uh, getting a chinchilla. They sound like a nice little pet. They are. And have to be very careful because they're very fragile. Well, uh, there's a lot, lot of animals like that. So the type of person uh, that should get a chinchilla should be a type of person who's very careful and cautious about things and, and sort of and, and and notices and everything and does everything they should do with them. And brush up on how to care for them before you get one. That's a good idea. Read a book on it. Or say again the name of the book that you'd said, uh, the lady, or was it a website? Oh, that's chinworld.com, and it's a wonderful set. Anything you could possibly want for your chin. Uh, even, even They even have CDs on how to groom a chin, and they're just a delight to watch. 
Well, I, I think that's a very good advice to study up on it before, if you do decide to get one, to study up so that you can do everything right and that they'll live a long, happy and life. Another problem is that pet stores will sometimes give you advice that it, they really don't know what they're talking about. I think you're right. They told me to keep my first chin in an aquarium, and that was oh. very bad advice. In an aquarium? Yes, and he just panicked, and oh my goodness, so finally I very quickly figured out, um, you know, what to do. You know, when when you get bad, this is just something in general people I think should do. If they get bad advice from a pet store yes. or anything, go back there to the people and, you know, and very nicely say to them, um, I, I have found out that what you said is not true about, you know, whatever. Because otherwise, other people may end up with pets that are very, very unhappy. You know what I mean? If you don't tell them, they don't know. And for goodness sakes, I know my housekeeper was telling me she, they, she has them bought two. They put them in the trunk of their car to drive them to their home. Oh, my. Well, that was it. You know, they're, they're, they're frightened very easily. Oh, they would be terrified of that. Terrified to death. Yeah. You don't do that. You have to be awfully careful, even just how you get them home. Uh huh. So be very just remember. Always remember how they're very fragile animals, and get them right in the home. Don't let them sit outside for any period. Of no, time no. Get a draft, and then there's an. You know, just to just everything. Yep, treat them very carefully. Um, well, thank you so much for talking to me about the chinchillas. They sound you sound like just such a wonderful person and a wonderful pet owner. And um, uh, I would really love to hear the sounds they make. Send us a tape of that sometime. I, I certainly would. I would love that. Thanks so much for talking to us. Thank you, Linda. That was a very interesting interview. And thanks to Elaine Campbell for telling us all about her chinchilla, Danny Boy. All that was new to me. The only thing I knew about chinchillas was that they are nocturnal. That wouldn't really suit my lifestyle too well because I like to be in bed pretty early. So I've got a lot to learn, and maybe some other folks who have chinchillas might email me, and they might end up on the show too. We we always want to hear more about exotic pets, You can be a guest on What Were You Thinking? And it is the easiest thing in the world. All you have to do is send an email to bob at petliferadio.com and tell me a little bit about what kind of animal you have. Especially tell me any interesting stories you have about your animal. Maybe you have a pet dove or a pig or a lizard of some kind. You know, we, we'll talk about any pet at all. So please email me. And if you do email me about your pet, make sure and request to be on the show if that's what you'd like to do. If you want to read about some interesting animals, meaning parrots, a dove, parakeets, ducks, hens, geese, turkeys, of course, let me recommend my two books, Enslaved by Ducks and Foul Weather. So that's about it for this week. Thanks so much for listening to What Were You Thinking? And on behalf of Linda and on behalf of myself, Bob Tart, who is right here now talking, I will say bye-bye. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand.
from PetLifeRadio.com.